Hello, listeners. Welcome back to another episode of the RV. Today, we are on the road towards Northern California to chat with Gabriel Constance. Gabriel is an author, and his latest book has been adapted into a film called The Last Conception, which is out now. So my dear Gabriel, thank you very much for your time, your participation. It's my pleasure with you. So it's a wonderful to be here with you. Likewise. So Gabriel, you also play the ukulele. Uk no, ukulele. Is that correct? Either way, it's fine. Yeah. Ukulele, ukulele, I do, yeah. So that is no denying the ukulele's charm. So how did you first get into it? Oh, if I had known that, I would have had my ukulele with me. I would play you a song. Um, I, about three years ago, I just started, I can't remember where I saw it. I played guitar and piano for most of my life. But I saw this ukulele and I started playing. I loved it. And so I just started practicing every day and getting a little better, a little better. And then about two years ago, I put about out a notice and just to people in the neighborhood and after anybody else wanted to get together and play ukulele once a week. And, and now we have a little group of people that we all meet and play and sing different songs. Everybody brings a different new song each week and then we play the old one. So it's lots of fun. Oh, that sounds so interesting. I would love to listen to you playing ukulele. And how hard is it to learn how to play the ukulele? like on a scale of one to 10? Uh, probably about a five or six. It's, uh, it's not as difficult as a guitar because there's two less strings. Um, but it's pretty much, it's, it's all like any instrument, any mm -hmm. other instrument. It just depends on how much you want to practice and, uh, and stay with it. So mm -hmm. It has a wonderful sound to it. So. And it's really hard to be sad when you hear a ukulele. Changing the subject, you published the book, The Last Conception, in 2014. So can you tell us quickly what the book is about? The book, The Last Conception, is about an Indian-American embryologist who um, works to help other women have babies all day. And... Uh, She's around 30 or so, and her parents really want her to have a child. She's the oldest of two sisters in her family. And she hasn't told them that she uh, prefers women to men, and they keep trying to set her up with men, in a, which a lot of families and cultures do. It's not unique to Indian American. You know, it's like, you're getting old, you have to get married, and blah, 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 you have to have a baby. Um, so she resists, and finally she tells them. And when she does tell them, turns out they have a big surprise too of why they want her to have a baby. And it's because they they say that they're the last in a long line of people related biologically to Siddhartha Gautama and Yashodra Gautama, who Siddhartha is the person who became Buddha. And she doesn't know if she believes it or not. She isn't sure. Her partner, who she um, 
wants to get married, but she's not sure. She doesn't even know if she wants to have children or not. So she doesn't know if she believes her, her parents or not. Um, and then a lot of the story is about the changes they go through, what happens, um, and, and mostly about the family dynamics and the different things between the families and her and her partner, um, Charlemagne, who goes by Charlie. So the main character's name is Savarna and her um, partner is, is Charlie. I watched this movie and I absolutely love it. It's witty and it's romantic, so I really, really like it. And I also, Gabriel, have a special connection with India. And I was amazed when I visited Chennai. I love the colors, the kindness of people, and of course, the food. Have you been to India? I've only been to India in my dreams, but I've never been to India. Lots of friends, lots of friends who have been to India. I've read about India, Indian culture, since I was a teenager, uh, books, movies, and one of my best friends, her father's from India. And so I, in researching a lot of this for the book and the movie, I talked to her a lot to make sure it was really authentic and had her double check everything. And I, and I noticed a lot of things in her family that I observed that, are, um, that came out in the story in the book mm -hmm. and, uh, and then transferred into the movie. So yeah, so I've never physically been there um, but I feel I, I, I have a good sense. I went and spoke a previous book I did was called Buddha's Wife. Um, and for that I did and did actually, I was one of the featured speakers at an Indian cultural fair up in Toronto, Canada, a number of years ago to talk about the book. Um, and there's a woman I met there who wrote a collection of short stories called the not the Mr. Spices, I forget, it was something Spices. It was so good, mm -hmm. such a good book. And she grew up, she's Indian. She grew up there and and I, and we connected a lot and I've talked with her a lot over the years too, so mm -hmm. yeah. So that's why it seems, I think, it seems very congruent and authentic with somebody who is from India or from an Indian family. What was, your inspiration for this story? For this story, there was a couple things, one, two things. One was years ago, I don't know if you remember, there's a movie called Bend It Like Beckham. Mm -hmm. And it was a British movie made by an Indian, Indian uh, British woman uh, about a young Indian British woman who's 18, 19, and she loves soccer and one of her best and it's, it's sort of a it's a comedy and drama too about her and she her parents don't want her to play soccer they don't understand it and think it's not for girls and one of her one of her best friends in the movie who's about her same age turns out she he's indian also uh, or originally um, background wise and she tells him oh that one boy on the team is really hot and he says, yeah, he is. I think so, too. And she goes, what? You aren't gay? And he goes, yeah. And he, she goes, you can't be gay. You're Indian. Oh. And that 
And that made me think for like, that was 20 years ago. And at that time, it was very, very, very few portrayals of anybody who is gay, lesbian, bi, anything, you know, on TV, movies, anything, especially if you weren't white, if you were from another culture or background. So I thought, oh, I really want to make a movie because obviously there's just as many people that are in any in every country as there are, you know, here. So I thought of that for a long time. And then I also this friend in Sweden, when Audrey and I were on our honeymoon, was reading a book called Mary Magdalene, which is supposed to be a fictional book all about Mary Magdalene, um, who is in the Bible, um, the Christian Bible. And it was supposed to be based on her story and what it was like for her with Jesus. And in that story, it's more like she was a friend of Jesus. And she was like a good friend and she was married and and etc. And so that made me think for a long time too. I what if like that movie, The Da Vinci Code, where, where supposedly Jesus was married and had a child and was secretly kept secret for years and years, all of a sudden it dawned on me because my friend in Sweden said, Wasn't Buddha married before he got before he became the Buddha? And I said, Yeah, he was. But I don't know if he had any kids, so I had to go research it. And then I thought of a similar idea and of combining both of those things, having a same-sex couple and making a contemporary in the States who are last in line of a long, very famous spiritual teacher. And so that's how the idea for this book and in the movie came together. And like, how did the film adaptation happen? Did someone contact you about turning your book into a movie? Uh, that, that rarely happens. Um, unless you're a really famous author that a lot of people know of, and you have a good agent, and sometimes then a producer or director will, will watch you, see, read a book, read your book, and then they'll go, oh, I, we'd love to make a movie about it, and they contact the author. That rarely happens, even though I've contacted two authors and written screenplays for them, and I'm trying to get them produced. But no, nobody asked me. I wrote. I decided to write the screenplay myself, and then I just started contacting producers over and over and over for about a year, trying to match ones that I thought might be interested, until I found Gabriella and Callie, who run Poison Pictures, and they were interested in and producing it. And then we worked on it together. And they're the ones who made it really work as a screenplay. They added a lot and they made it really funny. They added a lot of humor to it. The book was much more just a, a romance than when I wrote the book. And they really added and changed a lot of the dialogue and made it much more of a romantic comedy. And I loved the changes they made. It was, it was great. I was reading the reviews and they are awesome. I really want to congratulate you because mm -hmm. your movie is excellent. Well, thank you. It's really Gabriella and Kali's movie. And Kali so co-starred also as the main characters, Nazanin, Mandy's yeah. um, girlfriend in the movie too. Um, they're the ones who really made it work, but thank you very much. 
And also, Gabriel, you worked for over 40 years as a grief and trauma counselor. Has your career influenced your writing in any way? It influenced everything. Um, I observed a lot of people in a lot of circumstances and a lot of families going through uh, horrific things and other things, beautiful things and all kinds of different events. And I think it really opened me, I haven't done as much traveling or lived in as many places you have, but I think in a lot of ways I, because of it, I met people from all different countries, backgrounds, growing up, and to see the common humanity amongst everybody and the common desires and compassion that people have uh, for in different, different times and um, the difficulties that are a lot the same. It influenced everything. I, I did a lot of nonfiction writing also. A number of my first books are about grief and loss and uh, etc. And I worked as a journalist and wrote a lot of profiles of people in the States and from other countries uh, for different magazines and newspapers around the world. And uh, and then, then I started writing fiction after that. First short stories and then novels and then screenplays. So, um, yeah, for so all that work for all those years, I think I being able to let go of myself when I was with people and just really be with people and acknowledge what was going on for them and observe and be a witness as opposed to necessarily trying to fix them or tell them what to do. Um, that was a, I think that I learned a lot from that about how, how to write and about characters and storylines. Uh, yeah. It's not easy to, to do this kind of work. It's very beautiful, but it's not easy. And I believe that we become more compassionate when we, we do this kind of work, like basically working with kids directly when they are having a very bad situation. Yeah, and you told me that you had worked a lot with children who have gone through traumatic things and having to adjust to that. And of course, when you do that, you also are working with their families too. So um, you know exactly what that what that is like and uh, what a difference it can make for somebody to to be present and be understanding and do what they can to, to whatever you can to help in the moment so yes so how did it feel to watch your work be shaped into the film that it is now it was wonderful when i finally saw that movie you know i, I I watched it many times when they were still working on editing it. They would send it to me and ask if there's anything that I thought needed fixing or should be done. And there was things, you know, that we needed to correct. And uh, uh, so I saw it a number of times before it was actually complete. But it was such a contrast. I had another script I wrote years ago, picked up by a company and produced. And they had very little contact with me afterwards. And they changed almost the entire story. And when I saw that, it was awful. And I go, oh. So this was a completely different experience. So I was 
really surprised at what they did, especially with such few. A lot of people think it's a very big, fairly big budget film, yeah. but they did it on a very, very, very small budget and did such a good job. I don't know how they did that. So, yeah. That's nice. I think your wife, Audrey, must be very proud of you. Mm, she is. And she made a lot of it possible, too, because she still works full time as a teacher and uh, all the time. And she's the one who's for the last 10 years or so or even longer now has been uh, financially supporting the both of us. So um, that made it possible for me to have a much more time to write. So without her, I wouldn't be able to do that either. So, you know, writing is it's not just or being creative or painting or doing other things. It's not just, a lot of people would love to do it, but they don't have the opportunity or, or time because they have to work all the time. So I really appreciate that privilege that I have to be able to do that. Yeah, it's a privilege, yeah. yeah. Did you participate actively during the making? In, in this film, in the last conception, they were wonderful, Gabriela, and uh, Kali um, kept in touch with me the whole time and said, we think of doing, we're thinking of doing this to the script. What do you think? How's that for you? Um, this is the, some stuff we think, this is who we've um, cast for these parts. So yeah, it was really, it really felt like a collaboration to me. And actually Kali and I are collaborating on another film that I wrote that was picked up by a production company and there we're meeting with them next week, um, Callie and Gabriella and me with this other production company in a week. And then Callie and I just started co-writing another script together. So uh, it's, a, it's a relationship I think with them that's just, we've become friends with Gabriella and Callie and as well as just making, you know, putting, getting my story on the screen, so. Yeah, it's, it's good when we find people that, yeah. it's not just about the movie, yeah? Well, yeah, so the whole, it's the whole process. I mean, the process of getting a movie made is really difficult, really hard. A lot of people that do it are really jerks. And so it's very lucky to get with people that are very creative, that you really trust and that do what they say they're going to do. Gabriel, what surprised you most about the film adaptation? Oh, I think what surprised me the most was when I watched when I watched it was how how good they were to some of the dialogue they changed to make things funny without trying to make it funny. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense, but they made it just as part of the character, like asking a question and the question, the way they asked it and acted it was just like really funny, but if you just wrote it, just the words out, it might not necessarily make sense, but the timing and thing, that surprised me. The timing that each of the actors had was just seemed perfect. Um, and that surprised me. And also that there was a lot of care and loving and compassion in the movie for everybody that came through more than I expected. 
uh, the book was like that also with the family. But there wasn't anybody hated anybody or, you know, you know, start calling people names because they didn't do what they wanted them to do or because of the conflict, there was a big, you know, horror, you know, there was conflict in the movie, but, um, you know, people start to learn to why and where that comes from. I like the way they do, I like the way they did that. And that, that surprised me, how they were able to, to convey that. So. Mm -hmm. And uh, Gabriel, are you currently working on anything now that you would like to share? Yeah, I love <laughs> a bunch of things. <laughs> uh, yeah, Buddha's wife, I decided to, the book is different because I made the screenplay into a contemporary story. Mm -hmm. And I've been trying to get a producer to pick that up. And I found another director, Chandra, in Atlanta, um, who's made a number of movies. And her and I collaborated on the script. And now we're just in the process of writing a short for it in order to present the short to some producers to have them make a feature. So that's something else I'm working on. There's a couple other scripts I wrote about with somebody else's book that I mentioned in a couple of weeks. We're meeting with producers about that. And then another one that Kali and I just started about a women's rowing team, a group of women rowers, older women rowers in their 60s, who have been rowing together for 40 years every Sunday. And it's about their lives as rowers and their lives being friends and their families and stuff. And it's based on some real women here in Santa Cruz um, that I met and interviewed. Um, but it's a fictional story that I wrote the screenplay. So. Mm -hmm. so those are some of the things I'm working on now. Gabriel, where can our listeners find you, your book, and of course, the movie? Um, the movie, I'll start with that first. The Last Conception is available on Amazon, Amazon Prime. It's on, and that's in the U.S. and the U.K. It's on Google Play in the U.S. and Canada. It's on YouTube in Canada and the U.S. It's on Vudu. It's on uh, iTunes, on Apple TV. It is on Fandango. It is on a television network called Wild TV and probably a couple other places that I forgot. So um, that's where the movie is. And it's also gonna soon be uh, in the UK, uh, really soon in the UK and in other countries around the world on Lesflix, L-E-S-L-F-I-C-K-S. That has all lesbian, bisexual documentaries, short movies and features. And they have are getting bigger and bigger and bigger, mm -hmm. and they have uh, getting a wider distribution. And the book and uh, and the book and movies is on Amazon, etc. And I have a website called gogabriel.com, which is G-O-G-A-B-R-I-E-L.com. And um, so all my books and everything is on there. Everything you want to know about me or don't want to know about me or wish you didn't know about me is all is, mm -hmm. is all on that side so yeah and i have to tell our audience that like if they are in the mood for a funny movie that warms the heart then this is perfect gabriel i just want to again congratulate you for your amazing work and making people smile and mm -hmm 
Like, it's just fantastic. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And the people who, all the people that it took to make the movie, really appreciate yeah. that. They were, they were amazing. Everybody involved in it did a great job. You know, that is probably the best part of having the movie made out there when uh, someone like you um, says something as kind of as that about about how you feel about having watched the movie. So that uh, means all the means the world to us. So thank you. Thank you. And Gabriel, come back. It'd be a pleasure to. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.